What can we expect from Chappella by Bixen Ventures? Where are we on Ethereum's roadmap? 2022 was all about the merge, as Ethereum successfully transitioned from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake with the Paris upgrade. On April 12, Ethereum is set to undergo the Shanghai and Capella upgrades, which will enable withdrawals of stake ATH, thereby fully transitioning Ethereum into POS blockchain. In this article below, we will share the background of Chappella, what it means for the price of ETH, who the winners are, before shedding light on what's next on the Ethereum roadmap. Background of Chappella While Chappella seems to suggest a singular change to Ethereum, it is actually a name coined from the two different upgrades that will take place simultaneously with the fork, Shanghai and Capella. Ethereum's execution layer will undergo the Shanghai upgrade, while its consensus layer undergoes the Capella upgrade. While there are five EIP that form the Shanghai upgrade, the most significant one is EIP 4895. It enables withdrawals of staked ATH, including all ITH that has been staked and locked in Ethereum's consensus layer or beacon chain by validators since its launch in December 2020. Capella, which marks the third major upgrade to the consensus layer, serves to facilitate this, not only allowing blocks to process withdrawal requests, but also implementing an account sweeping function that we will elaborate about later on. Once both the Shanghai and Capella upgrades are complete, ETH withdrawals will then happen in two ways, full and partial. Partial withdrawals. A partial withdrawal only entails the amounts in excess of the 32 ETH required to run a validator. This account sweeping happens automatically and periodically for any active validators that have updated to the new withdrawal credentials. This serves as an extremely useful feature for two key reasons. As validator rewards do not auto-compound, this mechanism serves to increase the capital efficiency of stakers' funds. Stakers will be allowed to redeploy their excess ETH for other yields, all without having to incur any gas costs. Partial withdrawals prevent long exit queues and excessive validator churn, which would otherwise be the case if validators were required to completely exit the beacon chain to access their rewards, potentially destabilizing the network since only 16 partial withdrawals will occur every slot. The frequency of skimming is heavily dependent on the total number of eligible validators. Validators should expect a range of two to five days between partial withdrawals. Full withdrawals. A full withdrawal happens if a validator chooses to completely exit its position as an active validator of the network, thereby reclaiming its entire balance made up of the original 32 ETH and all rewards accrued since its inception. Similar to other POS blockchains, a validator will have an unbonding period where they will have to wait before receiving their entire balance of stake and rewards. The length of this unbonding period is determined by the sum of two variable times, the time it takes for a validator to exit Ethereum's consensus layer and the time it takes for the entire withdrawal process. Validators looking to make a full withdrawal should therefore expect a minimum of 261 epochs or 28 hours. Another variable to factor is the churn limit. This defines the maximum number of validators that can be exited from the consensus layer in each epoch, which increases with the total number of active validators. With 525 validators today, around 8 exits are permitted per e-epoch, which translates to a maximum of 1.8 validators exiting per day. Consensys goes into great deal of how these estimates are achieved here. 
what does this mean for the price of ATH? With over 18 million ETH staked on the Beacon chain to date, it becomes clear why the months leading up to the Chappella upgrade have been plagued with uncertainty and worry amongst investors. At a surface level, the enabling of withdrawals should cause a supply shock that leads to significant downwards pressure on the price of ATH. But what could the actual impact be? The state of existing ATH stakers to make an estimate on the potential price impacts, we need to first assess the state of existing stakers and the decisions they might take. We believe these decisions will be largely driven by the financial situation of the stakers. In other words, are ETH stakers in the money or underwater from their initial staking? A dashboard done by Hildabi reveals that only 27s of ETH stakers are actually in the money based on the dollar value of their assets, leaving a whopping 73 underwater water. This fact alone might already serve as a deterrent and disincentive for current stakers to dump their retrieved ATH and effectively realizing their losses, and instead restake their accumulated rewards and maximize their yield going forward. Amount of stake with liquid staking protocols? Another factor would be the consideration of how much ETH has already been staked via liquid staking protocols. At the point of writing, this number is above 30, with the majority coming from Lido. In the case of Lido, STETH rebases automatically to factor in accumulated rewards from liquid staking. This means that users who chose to stake with Lido could already realize their ETH rewards by selling on the secondary market should they wish to do so. Therefore, there should be less direct withdrawal pressure on the validators behind Lido, who should retain some flexibility over what they wish to do with the excess rewards. We believe that these validators would put these excess rewards to better use by expanding their validator sets instead of selling. Therefore, this further downplays the overall downwards pressure that the enabling of ETH withdrawals and influx of ATH will have on its price. The price of ATH. Now that we considered the key factors that determine the potential supply of ETH rewards that could be sold, what does it mean for the price of ATH? According to Galaxy, if we assume that validators will sell 50s of their staked ATH rewards, we expect 553,650 ETH will be sold, amortized over seven days. This amounts to approximately one of daily ITH volume of selling per day for a week. Depending on the risk environment broadly and overall liquidity in Ether during the Shanghai upgrade, expected in early April, we view this amount as ranging from inconsequential to slightly bearish ETUSD-USD. Another view is that the Shanghai upgrade going smoothly is broadly bullish for Ethereum as a technology, and thus bullish for ETHUSD. While are unable to provide price predictions, we would like to share the viewpoint from Galaxy who wrote an amazing article exploring the potential outcomes based on the amount of partial and full withdrawals executed and we highly recommend a read. Regardless of where the price ends up, we believe that Chappella will unlock new opportunities within Ethereum which we share below. The winners of the Chappella upgrade. Liquid staking protocols. The Chappella upgrade will likely be a bullish catalyst for liquid staking protocols for a multitude of reasons. With ETH withdrawals enabled, it should be easier and more cost efficient for LSPs to maintain the peg between their respective liquid staking derivatives and ETH. This makes LSDs better borrowing collateral since the tighter peg helps limit price volatility and therefore lowers liquidation risks. 
Combined with the increasing adoption of LSDs within Ethereum's DeFi ecosystem, this becomes an extremely attractive opportunity for investors to pursue more capital-efficient yield farming. The tighter peg also promotes the liquid staking of ETH as a more risk free or benchmark rate for investors, who were once wary of the maintenance of the peg being largely dependent on the balancing of demand and supply of various liquidity pools, which failure is very much still within recent memory. For these reasons, we expect both a majority of retrieved ETH from full withdrawals and sidelined ETH to flow into LSPs and for their adoption to further increase. But are some LSPs primed to fare better than others? We run through the some of the different LSPs and their vast range of features below, from flywheels and feedback loops, giving users more control over their withdrawal keys, utilizing NFTs, to employing MEV strategies for extra yield. Lido Finance Having establishing itself as a market leader within the LSP space, Lido seems to be a clear bet when it comes to increasing its TVL after the upgrade. With a strong reputation, deep liquidity, and the most integrations within decentralized finance, there's a strong case for users in search of liquid staking services to choose Lido. This is evidenced by Lido's number of token holders and TVL being on an upward trend since November, contributing to almost 75 of the total staked ETH to date. With centralization concerns over Lido's dominance, coupled with increased scrutiny over governance after the Arbitrum incident, their governance system will play an important role more than ever. While it should be applauded that they have taken steps to include Steth holders as part of governance with LDU holders, users who want to help out with decentralization of stake on ETH can also consider other alternatives we listed below. Lido had also recently announced that its upcoming V2 will be a step towards further decentralization and centered around two major upgrades, withdrawals and the staking router. Swell Network Swell Network is also an upcoming LSP that aims to provide higher staking yields to users. Currently live with their latest version Seawolf on Gourley Testnet, Swell is preparing for a launch on Ethereum main in late April following the Chappella upgrade. While operating with a permission group of professional node operators initially to provide the scale, reliability, and yield to users in a competitive environment, Subsequent iterations will see the operator set expand and ultimately be permissionless with enough liquidity, stability, and width. Risk mitigation technologies like DVT, in line with the protocol's values. SWATH, the liquid staking token of Swell, will be a reward-bearing token that increases in value as rewards accrue on-chain. Users can expect to receive rewards in the form of consensus layer rewards and execution layer rewards Stakers with Swell Network can also access vaults that run yield-boosting strategies all within their dApp. Swell will launch as the lowest-cost staking option on the market, with no protocol staking fees. Rocket Pool While Rocket Pool seems to have advantages over other more dominant players like LDO, with its more decentralized node operator network and lower capital requirement of 16 ATH to run nodes, it does have its fair share of drawbacks. These include a higher performance fee V's competitors and the collateral requirement that node operators must lock a percentage value of their stake ETH in RPL as collateral for protocol insurance. Despite this increased friction for users looking to operate nodes out of Rocket Pool, the perks of the upcoming Atlas upgrade might just prove to be sufficient enough to outweigh it. The Atlas upgrade, planned for 18 April, brings about several improvements including increased protocol efficiency, higher node operator rewards, 
and greatly boosted RRTH capacity while retaining the protocol's fully permissionless nature. One of the most significant features is the introduction of eight ETH mini-pools, which will bring the minimum capital requirements even lower. At the same time, this feature results in greater returns for both the node operator and RETH stakers, providing up to 18 more rewards when a user runs two 8ETH mini-pools instead of one 16ETH mini-pool. While this bodes well for Rocket Pool's future, we will still need to observe if the update is truly effective in siphoning away both TBL and market share from its competitors once implemented. Frax Finance Having seen the largest relative growth in staked ATH this year, Frax also proves to be a strong contender in the coming future. This growth is easily linked to the fact that Frax offers the highest staking APR of all LSPs at around 5.6 sustained through its dual token model. For background, FARXATH acts as a stable coin that is loosely pegged to ATH and SFRXATH is the staked version of FERXATH that earns staking reward. With this design, Frax enables FERXATH holders to generate yield in multiple ways, staking to receive SFRXATH and validator rewards, or providing FRXATH to ETH liquidity on curve. These two options work together to create not only deeper liquidity for FRXATH, but also higher APRs in SFRXETH and the curve liquidity pools. Like Rocket Pool, Frax also has an upgrade plan for Post Chapella that might serve as a strong catalyst for its adoption. The FRXETH View 2 upgrade is planned to increase decentralization through enabling permissionless validators instead of limiting them to ones that are run by the protocol itself. Besides this, a recent proposal to utilize FXS bribes and incentives to bootstrap liquidity for future FRXATH trading pairs has been passed, creating a strong flywheel that, in theory, ultimately results in an increase in value of FXC and the supply of RXETA in a positive feedback. Loop that generates higher yields and attracts more liquidity for the LSD. DWF Labs' Zhu Yimin covers this topic in great detail and with great understanding here. Ether.fi While Ether.fei is yet another decentralized LSP to enter the market, it has some major differentiating characteristics. These include the fact that it is a non-custodial delegated staking protocol where stakers generate and hold their own staked ETH keys and its utilization of NFTs minted for every validator that is launched via the protocol. These NFTs control the 32 ETH staked and store metadata related to the validator, the client it runs, the geography it is in, the node operator, and any node services it is running. Ether.fei's LSDE8TH is then minted from a liquidity pool containing these NFTs. The combination of these two mechanisms allow for stakers themselves to submit exit commands for validators instead of the usual node operator. The recovered staked ATH is then deposited into a withdrawal safe, where stakers will be able to recover their ETHnet of fees through the burning of their NFTs. This successfully reduces stakers' exposure to significant and opaque counterparty risks present with other LSPs, and at the same time, ensures that there will always be sufficient ETH liquidity for EATH holders to redeem. Therefore, we expect Ether. Phi to be one of the upcoming LSPS to see an influx of users and TBL post Chappella. 
In the future, Ether.fei plans to leverage iGen Layer to create a node services marketplace where stakers and node operators can enroll their minted NAFT to provide node infrastructure services, with the revenue from these services being shared with stakers and node operators. Currently, Ether.fi already offers institutional staking services that can accommodate bespoke investment structures alongside an early adopter program for its retail-facing liquid staking. With ATH withdrawals enabled, it is possible that institutions will look to ETH staking as a viable investment as well. And Ether.fei is positioned to be one of the many beneficiaries. Manifold Finance like Ether.fei, Manifold is a newer entrant to the LSP scene, introducing its MEV-optimized natively multi-chain LSP less than a week ago. Its LSDM EVATH is implemented as an omnichain fungible token that makes it antively bridgeable across chains without the need for wrappers, potentially making it the most composable LSD to date. At the same time, MEVATH is designed around MIUV capture, employing novel and unique MPV approaches only available to Manifold's LSP, offering holders extra yield on top of staking yield. One such approach has been revealed to be arbitraging the peg between ATH and MEVH, not only acting as a means to provide extra yield, but also to strengthen the peg. Manifold has indicated their goal to accumulate 100 Anki ATH by the end of the year, around a sixth of Lido's current staked ATH. As LSDS are slowly integrated into existing DeFi protocols, MEVETH's high composability might serve to propel it to the forefront of adoption, carving out a strong portion of market share for itself, regardless of which protocols end up benefiting the most from the Chapella upgrade. It is almost definite that we see an increase in overall ATH staking participation due to the increase in attractiveness of liquid staking, whether due to a naturally stronger peg or protocol Based on staking ratios of other POS chains like Polygon and Solana, ETH staking ratio seems likely to increase towards the range of 4070s, up at least two times from the current 15. While this might raise concerns of eventual lower staking yield and greater supply inflation, this opens up many other opportunities and possibilities, which we will now explore. Defy. As covered above, LSTs are set to become more prevalent in increasing stake participation for Ethereum. With withdrawals enabled, LSDs can maintain a tighter peg with ETH, which then reduces volatility and make LSTs better collateral, all while generating you. Below are a few protocols that are taking advantage of the increased adoption of LSDs and their opportunity for greater capital efficiency in the form of leverage. Pendle Finance Pendle is a yield trading protocol, allowing users to execute various yield management strategies by wrapping yield-bearing tokens and splitting them into two tokens. PT that represents the principal and IT that represents the principal and IT that represents a yield that can both be traded via their custom amount. One PT gives holders the right to redeem one unit of the underlying asset upon maturity, a date decided on by the initial token holder while one IT gives holders the right to receive yield on one unit of the underlying asset until the same date of maturity. This allows Pendle to essentially create a market for yield, enabling users to adopt multiple strategies, including longing assets at a discount, longing yield a PI, and even obtain a fixed yield for low, risk, and stable growth. 
Likewise, staked ATH holders are able to utilize Pendle to split each of their STATH, for example, into one PTSTETH and one YTSTETH, then leveraging Pendle's custom AMIM to trade either asset and make directional bets on yield too. With the upcoming Chappella upgrade and expectations of staking yield falling over time, one possible trade STAETH holders could take, taking the opportunity to sell ITSTATH at current prices based on its existing yield, profiting the difference between STA yield current and future yield. Since December, Pendle has already experienced a seven-time spike in TVL, with more and more users discovering its potential. A breakdown of tokens within its TVL according to Defy Llama also reveals more than a third being attributable to LSDs, including STET hand FRXETHHET8. With Pendle's latest integration of SFRXETH, it is likely that we will see an increase in the LSD's dominance within Pendle's TVL. Similar to what has been done with STEHEH, Pendle allows for the LPing of PTSFRXATH that returns up to 99.2 boosted API with zero exposure to impermanent loss, achieved through a balanced strategy of fixed yield exposure and native yield complemented by swap fees and Pendle. Emissions Gearbox On the topic of leverage, the tighter peg between LSDS and ATH after the Chappella upgrade as mentioned above, unlocks the viability of leveraged ATH staking due to the lowered risk of liquidation. Gearbox is a two-sided lending marketplace that connects users looking to supply their assets for a passive and safe API with leverage lovers who seek the extra capital to do so. The protocol introduces leveraged liquid staking derivatives, or LSDS, as a single-click strategy for users to natively stake up to 10 times the value of their collateral in ATH. To earn greater staking yield, churning out up to a maximum of over 12s compared to the 4.33 currently offered by Lido. To date, this strategy is enabled for both Lido's STATH and Coinbase's CBEATH with plans to integrate both FRXETH and REETH from FRAX and Rocketpool, respectively once they have mainnet chain link oracles available. By acting as a base layer of leverage, Gearbox is positioned to indirectly benefit from the expected increase in the amount of ETH staked and the increased growth and adoption of LSPs and LSDs as more ETH stakers look for relatively low-risk methods to increase their staking yield. This has already seen significant adoption in the past few months, with STATH accounting for more than 22 million or a third of Gearbox total credit account TVL. With the launch of Gearbox FEF3 being on the horizon as well, one can expect new features such as automated portfolio management and health factor maintenance to further incentivize LSD token holders to utilize Gearbox leverage capabilities, propelling it to the forefront of FlashStake. FlashStake is another novel protocol that introduces a unique mechanism to increase capital efficiency on users' assets. Users deposit and stake their assets, locking in current yield, APRs, and minting time. Base derivatives that correspond to their position. Users can then burn or swap these TBDs to claim upfront yield on their assets, reclaiming their principal deposit after the chosen staking period. This is particularly interesting given the expectation for ATH staking yield to decrease over time. FlashStake enables early users to not only secure and fix the current ATH staking yield for a maximum period of one year, but also continue generating yield on their rewards elsewhere. Understandably, this might raise some eyebrows. Where exactly does this upfront yield come from? 
To provide this yield to users, Flashstake employs a three-pool approach that comprises of yield pools, liquidity pools, and boost pool. Unlike loans, Flashstake's pool-based approach also ensures that users' deposited assets are always 100 collateralized and do not face any risk of liquidation. The isolation of each vault strategy also serves to provide an additional layer of security for users. Since the effects of any potential, exploits are kept within the compromised vault. With a strong value proposition featuring a novel mechanism alongside strong security elements, Flashstake's TVL seems well poised to benefit from the influx of liquid ETH and increased adoption of liquid staking. Restaking Eigenlayer With withdrawals now available, ETH that are staked with Eigenlayer contracts can be withdrawn and slashed if malicious intent is detected. This paves the way for iGen Layer to become the decentralized trust layer for applications to build upon where existing ETH stakers can opt in to secure new applications on iGen Layer with their stake. iGen Layer's restaking mechanism provides users with an incremental yield opportunity on top of what they would receive through plainly staking their ETH and receiving MEV related rewards while serving its primary purpose of modularizing Ethereum's trust layer and enabling a broad design space for new middleware and adjacent chains to launch. Finality Capital Partners projects ETH restakers to earn up to 11.5 API by 2028, up from a forecasted baseline ETH staking yield of 2.0 or so in 2028. The 2.0 staking yield is based on their expectations of the ETH staked ratio, which they believe could be 60s up from the current 15s. Their full report on iGene layer and restaking can be found here. As such, we see restaking via Eigenlayer becoming commonplace for EEH stakers, especially those looking for a relatively lower risk method to increase their yield. New Primitives Ion Protocol Despite somewhat successful efforts to increase adoption of LSDs into DeFi, there is still huge friction in doing so. With a multitude of different LSDs and liquid staking designs, DeFi protocols looking to integrate each of them would need multiple bespoke and novel solutions. For example, Uniswap is unable to accept rebasing LSDs such as STETH from Lido, while blue chip protocols such as OVA and Maker need to create separate vaults and pools for different LSD tokens. This leads to fragmented and shallower liquidity for LSDs, therefore resulting in increased slippage and inefficient price discoveries, defeating their very purpose of representing stake ETH and distributing stake in yield. Amongst its many goals, ION Protocol aims to utilize a dual token model to aggregate deposits of various existing LSD tokens into a universal unit of account, providing a solution to the above stated problem. This universal unit of account would allow better frictionless integration into DeFi, tapping into the full potential of LSDs being utilized as low-risk yield, generating collateral or even greater capital efficiency through leverage. Unch ET8 Unch ETH is a decentralized unchained movement that aims to solve this problem, promoting validator decentralization through incentives, directing more yield to LSBs and LSDs with lower dominance. This is done through a new class of primitives termed LSDFI, including validator decentralization mining and validator dominance options. VD mining is a token distribution mechanism that rewards users the more they stake with LSPs that align with a predefined optimal decentralization ratio. And VDOs are a mechanism that allows holders of a dominant LSD to sell puts on their validator dominance percentage, 
with the strike price set at a lower percentage than their current dominance. If at expiration the dominance falls below the strike price, the VDO holder loses a portion of their yield, which is distributed to holders of other LSDF. These two mechanisms combine to incentivize new stakers to do so with less dominant LSPS and more existing dominant LSD holders to diversify their capital into various LSP. Plans for new features following the Chappella upgrade are also in place. These include a router for staked ETH liquidity and others that serve to increase the utility of UNCH-AETH's native token USH. It will be interesting to see just how large a TVL UNCH-ITH will eventually capture as it spearheads, a new primitive and works towards its goal of decentralizing validators. As staking becomes the de facto yield farming solution for ETH holder, Zero Liquid. Zero Liquid is another emerging protocol that could fall within the new primitive of LSD FEI, issuing self-repaying loans for users' LSD. Similar to more traditional money market protocols like UFHEI, Euler, and others, users first deposit assets as collateral and then are able to take out loans at a fraction of their collateral's value. In Zero Liquid's case, users are able to deposit LSDs and native chain tokens as collateral, receiving a synthetic version of the asset as a loan. However, some distinguishing factors of these loans are their zero interest and self-repaying nature, which combined with the use of a synthetic asset, allows the protocol to provide a zero liquidation model. To achieve this, zero liquid utilizes the yield generated from a user's deposited collateral to automatically pay off their debt. While the protocol has yet to officially launch its product, one can already foresee the many unique use cases outside of maximizing a user's assets, in which it comes in extremely handy. With zero liquid, users would essentially be able to make investments and purchases without the requirement of any upfront capital. Drawing some similarity to the real world's buy now, pay later model, payment through zero liquids product would allow users to make purchases or spend now and pay only with the future yield of their deposited collateral. Just like UNCH ETH, Zero Liquid introduces a completely new model and mechanism to solve existing problems that users face, at the same time unlocking the potential and increasing the use cases of LSD. Still being in their infancy, both these protocols have much to prove in terms of PMF and their actual ability to attract users to achieve what they set out to, but it is no question that these new developments present an even more bullish case for LSDs. What's next after Chappella? After Chappella, the next exciting upgrade to Ethereum will be the Cancun fork, which forms part of the scaling roadmap. While L2s such as Optimism and Arbitrum have reduced costs over 8C use that of Ethereum-based layer, data storage has always been the bottleneck in terms of cheaper transaction fees, making up over 90 of the transaction costs. EIP4844 aims to reduce the cost of Layer 2 rollups by 10 to 100 times and usher in a new era of low-cost on-chain activity. This is done by introducing proto-dank sharding to Ethereum, implementing most of the logic and scaffolding that make up a full dank sharding spec. By introducing temporary blob storage that can be deleted from Ethereum once they are no longer needed, it is expected to provide a more than 100 times increase to throughput and reduction in transaction costs to the tune of less than $0.1. Other improvements that could be included in the Cancun upgrade are EIPs within the EVM object format group. These are six EIPs that have accumulated over the years, all intending to better structure bytes code or computer object code that an interpreter converts into binary machine code. 
so it can be read by a computer's hardware processor to make the system faster, more efficient, cheaper, and safer. One has already been included in the previous London upgrade, and some within the coming Shanghai upgrade, with the remaining likely to come with Kanchun. This will serve for the implementation of EOF2, a new EOF extension that overhauls control flow. The immediate beneficiaries of the Cancun upgrade will be the production, ready rollups, and its users, who should see transaction costs come down significantly. Second-order effects could be new applications and primitives that could take advantage of the upgrade such as one-chain order books, given costs are now cheaper, or even decentralized physical infrastructure networks that could utilize faster transactions on Layer 2 while settling onto the trusted Ethereum base layer. We will look to dive deeper into these opportunities as we get closer to the Cancun upgrade.